Welcome to the Miss Manual Podcast. Home to viewing a female's perspective in the automotive and motorsport industry. Blue Collar Industries. Every dollar that's spent with Miss Manual, every review that's left on Stitcher or iTunes helps Miss Manual grow where the world will know a female's perspective from Miss Manual. The goal in 2019 is tw- is 1 million listeners for the Miss Manual podcast, and just know that is a group effort. That can't happen without loyal listeners like yourself. So keep sharing the podcast, not only with yourself, but share it with somebody you feel like can change or enhance their perspective on a female's perspective in the automotive, motorsport, or blue-collar industries. And so keep supporting, appreciate you, and enjoy the show. Amanda. Amanda Swartzen was the 10th episode uh, of now. This is episode 84. She's one of the one of the few that's returned back and, you know, actually approached Miss Manuel. It's like, hey, I got to share my vision. I got to share my goals, not only to hold myself accountable, her to hold herself accountable, but to hold you guys accountable because she's a goal-driven young woman. So first things first, Amanda, what's happened and going into your 16th year of life. Last time you came on, you were 15, now you're 16. And I feel like you've accomplished and conquered a lot. I know your, your schedule travel has been crazy, but kind of take us through like a highlight of like the last, I think it's been over a year, maybe? No, it's not been over a year. Actually, tomorrow, which is May 17th, was the, it's the one-year anniversary of Miss Manual Podcast as far as like the first episode. But I would say like just under like 11 months was the last time you were on here. But kind of take yeah. us through um, what's happened since then. Um, a lot, honestly. We have uh, at Torrance Motorsports. We've been doing a lot of drifting lately. I just got my Pro Two license. Uh, I actually competed in the Drift League last year, which is a Pro Am series in the drifting community. It's out in California, and we compete at Irwindale Speedway. I uh, placed third. Um, at round three, I believe it was, and uh, my first two events were, this is my second year, actually, in the car that we just built in-house. It's a BMW M3. Uh, we actually just came up with the M4 conversion kits, so we have the first M3 to M4 conversion kits for the BMW. Um, it's an E46 chassis. We have an LS3 in it. Uh, we put down, I'd say, about like 410 horsepower. I think that's what our numbers were the last time we dynoed. But, uh, yeah, last year was my first year competing in that car. My first event was actually Holly LS Fest West. And I had so many new car issues with that. My car caught on fire, like, twice, I think it was. Really? It was crazy. Um, Just a lot of the new car bugs that we were trying to get out of it. But we got it ready for round one of the Drift League. And... I qualified top 16, which is good. Um, I don't know. Do you want me to break down a little bit about, like, the drifting? Yeah, 100%. Like, uh, yeah, I was going to ask what I was going to ask uh, regardless. But, yeah, feel free to kind of break down. One thing I want you to maybe, before you go into that, um, maybe, like, your preparation. Because, um, obviously, like, you're one year, you're one year from, from when we last talked, like, what's – What's something maybe you you uh, improved on that, or what's what's what goes into uh, Amanda's uh, preparation to you know, kind of be more efficient and more you know more uh, savvy around the track? Like, what have you done differently in the past eleven months that's kind of helped you in this point that you're going to take into 
2019 season? Um, honestly, this whole drifting thing is new to me. So I actually come from a desert and short course background. So when I was younger, I actually started in BMX. And then from there, I moved up to go-karting, won a few championships there. And then um, in the desert series, I was racing in UTV. And I think in 2016, I was racing, I was on the road for 38 weekends. It was back-to-back, just racing weekends, going yeah. between the Lucas Oil short course series the nationals and the regionals and then along with works which was like that's kind of where I'm more familiar with and then this whole drifting thing like my friend kind of called me up was like hey you want to take on my drift car uh, there's a local event this weekend and I was like sure let's do it and so I took his car out and it's just a stock BMW M3 um, I actually had like the time of my life it was so fun <laughs> and that's where my dad was like okay well let's uh, get you a car so I bought a well, my dad bought me a BMW M3. It was an E46. Just just all stock. The only thing I had done to it was a Wise Fab. And then from there, my, my brother was actually out of town that weekend. And when yeah, he got Brandon. Yeah, my brother Brandon. He got back, and we all went out drifting. We bought the car, and my dad took my brother and I out drifting. My brother, you know, my brother's just always had, like, the natural talent for everything. So he picked it up real quick. And he's like, Dad, this is what I want to do. So, I mean, honestly, like, for me, the drifting thing, I wasn't too attached as he was. So, we shared a car for our first year, which was in 2017. So, we just shared that stock car. And he had more seat time than I did. It was always, like, him getting to drive over me. But I was fine with it because I was still racing UTVs. And I had my other stuff going on in the desert, which is where my heart's at, personally. But... Gotcha. Um... Yeah, we shared a car, and then my dad and my team and I, we built a my competition car, and we got it. It was done, I want to say, around, actually, it was around this time last year, because LS Fest was two weeks ago, and that was my oh, first yeah. event in it last year. So, around this time last year, we finished the car. Oh, okay, us, for sure. Yeah, it took us, I think it was like, I want to say four months to build the car. So we did a pretty good job. And then um, the first round at Irwindale of the Drift League, I was, honestly, it was my first year in Pro-Am, so I really didn't know what I was getting myself into. And especially because my brother and I were sharing a car, he was always the one competing, whereas I was the one just going to the practice events. So I wasn't very familiar with tandem and driving with other people. Right, I wasn't side to side. Familiar yeah. with the whole like competitive atmosphere of it. So my first event was a little iffy for me, and then uh, actually at my second event, I I was still working on car setup and learning my car, and still learning like the aspects of the whole drifting thing and getting down the competition side of it. So, uh, it was it was a hard transition for me, honestly, because my whole life I've always driven a tight car, versus my brother's always been in the loose car. So like even when we were racing mod carts, his car setup versus my car setup was mine was very tight and his was very loose. So he liked to slide around the corners to where I like to drive like a go kart. So the whole transition into drifting was a little bit iffy for me. But I still liked it. Like, I honestly, as soon as I picked it up, I was like, okay, I love this. And so we built a car for me. And then once we got the car built and I 
drifted. My first and second round, my car wasn't really, we were still learning the whole drifting thing and getting into it and learning, like, how do we do things if I want the car to go here? How do I get it here? And we weren't familiar with car setup because we came from a desert background. And then um, I was out at a practice event and Michael Essa, who was a pro one driver, he's won the championship multiple years uh, in Formula Drift. And he actually has came onto our team and he's our crew chief. So he was able to help us learn things that we needed to. And he actually drives an E46 M32 as well. So it was convenient that he has the same chassis as us so we can learn off of his mistakes basically and he was able to guide us in the right direction so round three of the drift league was my first round with him and he was able to set my car up for me it was good we everything was going well I actually placed third at that round Made who placed first what was that who placed first and second um it was Rome Charpentier. I don't I think that's how you say his last name. He placed um second and then oh, what's the other dude's name? I can't remember off the top of my head. Uh it's all good. It's all good. Wasn't there uh didn't you have uh, a couple couple other female enthusiasts there? Wasn't Susan Herxheiser there? Oh yeah, Susan yeah. was. Yeah, Susan she competed, but I don't think she qualified. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, I remember you were there because a few people were, you know, they were a document. I think it was her, and then it was, I think, it, I Colette think, Davis. if I'm not mistaken, Rathina. Rathina Gomer was there. Oh, yeah, Rathina, she is actually the one who runs the Drift League. So, yeah. she's one of the organizers for the Drift League. Yeah, shout out to her. She 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 was showing amazing love uh, when she had jumped on here uh, for you. Yeah. So, I'm always like, who do you admire? And then she was like, you, your focus, whatnot. But, yeah, shout out to her. Yeah, Rothina's a good – she's actually really good at driving. I got to drive with her last – or not last weekend, two weekends ago at LS Fest, and she's just – she has someone that I can look up to as far as driving because she's been around the sport for a lot longer than I have. Right. She's been in it for a long time too as well. And also I get to um, – being in Pro 2, I'm with Kelsey Rollings now. She's one of the – there's three girls in Pro 2, and I'm one of them. So, Kelsey has been in Pro 2 since 2015, I believe. So, she's been driving in Pro 2 for four years. And then me and um, – one second. Let me, I wonder if, can, if I go to the homepage on my phone, will it – I don't think so. I just went – I just okay. looked up uh, yeah. Susan's name. I was like, let me make sure I say her last name right. <laughs> yeah, let me see. Uh, what's the other girl? Um, Her name is – I'm gonna look it up. You can crop this out, right? So we don't got this in here. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, uh, it's as long as it's not 20 minutes. I think this is like, this is the great, the greatness when it's like authentic. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's see here. Um, her name is Pro Two Drivers. She's actually from Europe. She just won. Um, I think it's called the Drift Queens. Um. Sounds it's drifting. Sounds yeah, it's a drifting league out in Europe. Oh, what the heck? They don't even have her on Formula Drift's website. Hey, we got to change that. They need to put some respect on the lady's name, damn yeah, it. Come it's on. Definitely, 
it's cool that we have three girls. I mean, my goal with FD is I want to be the first pro two um, girl. I want to be the first girl to win a pro two. Either, I mean, podium, because there's never been a girl to podium in Pro 2. And then hopefully I'll, eventually after that, I want to be the first girl to be in Pro 1. And then Pro 1 podium is a little far away from me. But I kind of, my goal is I want to, as soon as I turn 18, I want to drive for Monster Jam, which has been a childhood dream of mine. Yeah, Monster Jam, yes. Speaking of that, I'm, uh, I'm, we're trying to get, well, first things first, Kelsey, shout out to Kelsey. I've been talking back and forth, and we're so close to getting her on. I know she's been super busy on the road. And then uh, also trying to get us – If I, I hope I say her last name right. It's trying to get Cynthia. Uh, oh, yeah, Cynthia. I think it's Gutierrez. Gutierrez. Yeah, something like that. Cynthia, yeah. she's actually someone who I've been talking to a lot to get me into Monster Jam. And she's kind of been the person who's been guiding me in the right direction where I need to go, along with Colette Davis, too. She's been helping me out with that, too. You gotta, you gotta nudge them both. Be like, hey, hey, like uh, Miss Manuel family wants to l- know your perspective because I, I think, I think th- if I'm not mistaken, Cynthia had a really successful season uh, with the uh, with Monster Truck Jam. Yeah, yeah, she did. But yeah, I'm like, hey, we want to know your, we want to know your insight. Like, I know she's like super busy between that CrossFit welding, all of that stuff. So, yeah, but yeah, that's that's super, awesome. That, that's your circle. Person. Most definitely. So. Um, it must be exciting to see, like, as you as you go along in your in your younger career, it must be exciting to see more. I don't know more. You're you're able to count how many females are you know off the top of your head as far as that are either in the sport or that you see like getting interested into it. And so, what would you say that's done for you? Like, is it like, is that like super exciting? And is that something you like look forward to uh, um, to see? I honestly, I think it's cool like for myself to be a female in the male dominated sport and like along with Haley Deegan too like she's out here doing better than Danica Patrick already like mm-hmm. both of those girls are phenomenal drivers but like to be out there and actually winning stuff and putting a name out there for yourself is something that I feel like a lot of girls can go out there and be known just for being a girl in the male dominated sport but I want to see all these girls getting podiums yeah didn't didn't Haley Haley uh she get first she was like I think she didn't she make history she came first and yeah, uh the canon I think it's canon yeah. NASCAR series yeah she yeah, was that, the first girl to win that which was pretty cool I thought that was neat yeah the emotion and that was just insane because I she was like rec- she had it recorded she had like she had somebody go live on her pay I remember like seeing that but like you girl, you ladies just keep you know breaking, breaking the stigma because it's not a question anymore. As far as like number one, it was a question whether you know females are able, are able or should be in the industry. And now people are starting to realize that you guys are in the industry, and now you guys are starting to take names in terms of the podium. And so yeah, that's what I right- want to see more of too. And I, I want to be myself. I want to be one to go out there and be known as the first girl to win a pro two competition. What what motivates you to like shoot so high? Because that's the one thing that Miss Manuel is super motivated to, kind of breed more of a confidence the the, the confidence that you have. Like I know it's it, I know you you come from a, a race family. Like are you second generation? Correct. Yeah. All right. So I, I know I know it's kind of like embedded, but I'm sure there's maybe some tips or some insight that you either 
you've developed and you've gotten maybe from your family that that you might follow from your day to day? Is there anything like that? Maybe like one or two tips that you feel like that kind of like gives you that gives you that mindset to even reach that far? Because a lot of people, male or female, are scared to even reach that far in terms of just their goals and, you know, speak out on something that most people aren't aren't doing or willing to do. Like what what gives you that, you know, that 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 confidence to kind of shoot that high? I'd say that's a tough one because there's things that I'm taking in like daily that just motivates me to be a better person than I was yesterday. Like even just like some of the smallest things kind of give you that power to be like, okay, I want to be number one. I want to be up top. I want to be where all those other pros are at. And Mm -hmm. honestly going to like having Michael Lesser on my team, he's a pro one driver, having that motivation and, just being able to, like, even when my brother drives, I get chills every single time because I'm, I've am i been in the car. I know the feeling. I know what it's like to go out there, and Formula Drift is a judge-based sport. Not only that, you have one chance. If you mess up that chance, you messed up. That affects your score. There's multiple ways to zero out, and a zero is a zero. You can't go back up from that. Mm-hmm. Could you could you explain could you explain how, how uh, Formula Drift is tallied? Like you said, it's, it's a point-based uh, rating versus it's not it's not first second or third but like how does a how's the so, how, um, how we have well okay so first of all we have there's the grassroots series which is just like basically local series um everyone can go as long as you have a car you can go drift they have wet course and then following grassroots is pro-am series and so the pro-am series is the drift league well, there's multiple prime series, but the one that I competed in is the Drift League. You have to place first, second, or third in points in order, like, in the championship in order to get your Pro 2 license. Then once you get your Pro 2 license, uh, you compete, and they take top 11 from the Pro 2 championship and move them up to Pro 1 so they can get their Pro 1 license. You don't have to move if you don't want to, but for me, um, and then, like, basically a breakdown of how the actual competition works, you have... Um, qualifying, and I think at my last event, there were 40 score, well, 40 people who showed up for qualifying. Um, they take top 16 of qualifying, and they move it on, move them on to the, uh, what they call top 16, and it's a, an elimination bracket. So initially, first 16th go against each other, for example, and then 16th wins, they move up to top 8. So in qualifying, you have two runs, and your runs are based off of three things. You have line, angle, and style. You have three different judges. They break down the course into different sections. So, for example, it would be five points here, five points there. And they're like, okay, I want to see you hitting these clipping points, and I want you to see – I want to see you passing this clipping point with the most angle, the most style, and on a perfect line – And then I want to see a fluid transition to the next clipping point. And initially you have two chances and they take your first qualifying run and your second qualifying run. And out of those two, they take your highest score and they put you from greatest to lowest for scores. And then they take the top 16. Then they take those top 16 and they, you have a lead run and then you have a fall run for top 16 And your lead run, you want to be putting down your qualifying run, basically. You want to be hitting all these clipping points with the most angle, style, and a good line. And then the follow car has to get as close as they can and 
initially be a mirror image of the lead car. So you can mm. go out, you have your, say for example, I was lead car first, so I go, I do my lead car run, and then we go back, and then now I'm the follow car. And so, same thing, the lead car goes, puts down their qualifying run, and then the follow car has to be a mirror image of the lead car. And then they break it down between the two runs, and the three judges decide whether who moves on to the next round. Sometimes they'll say, we want to see one more time, so you'll see that a lot. Um, they'll go again, and they'll do the same thing. Lead for one car, fall for the other, and then vice versa. So then they initially, from there, you just move all the way up, and then you have your first and your second. Well, you have your top battle and then you have first second and then third is out of the losers from the top four bracket whoever qualified higher in qualifying that's how they decide who gets third most definitely i I love them but there you guys are listening you guys curious now you have clarity because the thing is we have a lot of uh people that are that are are attracting miss to miss manual and they're curious because whether they want to, you know, potentially start their drifting career either at a just at a, a fun level or a pro level, this is like great insight for someone that just doesn't know. So the detail and the one, two, three steps you've given is gold. I love how you, how thoroughly you just explain as far as like the process of that because a lot of people don't know. It might seem you know super redundant or you know I'm not you Honestly, being like you will into find um, right now drifting is rated second under NASCAR. It is also rated the number one millennial sport, and Formula Drift came to United States in 2004, and it's or 2003, I believe, and it's been the number one millennial sport since 2004. You see it on drift, or you see it on TV, you see it on commercials, you see it on the internet, you see it everywhere. It's something that teenagers are trying to do when when it rains. You know what I'm saying? Like it's the upcoming sport, and. NASCAR is starting to fade, and I think drifting will eventually take its place. Mm, I think I just, I think you just created the title for this episode. <laughs> that's awesome. That's that's crazy. Why do you think that is from your personal POV? Like, uh, for, why is NASCAR falling, and why do you, why do you feel again? This is about perspective, not about right or wrong. Your your perspective isn't right or wrong; it's your perspective. But why do you feel like NASCAR is falling and drifting is rising? Um, honestly, just from uh, NASCAR's been around for a long time, and it's been such a popular sport. Personally, I don't really follow NASCAR. It's not something that really interests me. I mean, mm-hmm. it's cool. I've been out to NASCAR events before, just like, I guess it's entertainment. But I'm sure it's fun for the drivers once you're in the car doing 100 miles an hour into a corner with three other people by your side. Like, that probably gets your adrenaline going. But as of right now, drifting is working its way up. And even, like like I said, you see it in movies. Like, this girl that I met last weekend, she drove, or two weekends ago, I'm sorry, at LS Fest, she competed, and she is a stunt driver. She was like, oh, yeah, I drove for Deadpool. Deadpool 2. She was in the movie, and she was a stunt driver for it. And now she's out at a drifting event because that attracted her. And really? She's, competing. she's using that skill. Yeah. So you would. So 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 it sounds like that NASCAR isn't. They're they're lacking in the marketing department in terms of like making it attractive. 
in well, terms not only of that, but just drifting is something that is familiar to everyone. I mean, like I know whenever it rains, I have a parking lot behind my house and there's probably like 20 kids that like to gather there and just drift their cars around in a circle. Really? Wow. It's on top of that, you would be surprised with how big drifting is. I mean, I started a website called Driftline when my dad and I started it, and um, it is the number one drifting drifting source. So we have calendar, classified, directory, forum, and as I was gathering all the information to put the website together, as far as events, I was looking for local events throughout the whole entire United States. So when you type in your zip code, it'll pull up the local events around you. So mm-hmm. for example... Like, if I typed in my zip code in Las Vegas, I would see that there's, I actually, there's a drift event on Wednesday, this coming Wednesday, down at the Speedway. And as I was doing my research and, like, finding all these events, there's over, I would say, 20 drift events per weekend in the United States. Wow. Just local drift events around, like... Not competitions, but just practices. Like, oh, hey, we're going to go rent out the runway at the airport. Let's go and drift there. That's crazy. Like, I didn't, I didn't even know that. So, like I said, this is, like, this is, like, super insightful things to, like, know, like, how, how big on the rise and how, how big of a – how big this is coming along from a culture standpoint. Like, that's, that's, a, that's a big POV right there. Wow. That's insane how that's, like, coming around. Like, I, I've seen it, but, like, just to – kind of when you put it that way like there's people that take him oh it's raining like oh my god like people are looking forward to rainy days usually people are like eh but to to, to go ahead and yeah like oh let me go drift my car or even like i know last week my boyfriend walked in my room he's like you should have seen the coolest drift i drifted around the corner in my truck and i'm like okay it's raining outside chill out (laughs) 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 yeah or even like you see it on tv you see there's so many stunt drivers out there that have to learn drifting for their show or you see it in the movies like when the cops are chasing the car and they're drifting around the corners or even just like the commercial that um Colette Davis did with the Red Bull drift car like that yeah. was that's just something Kia I think it was they did that it's just something that is it's out there I know Lexus. Yeah. I saw when I was walking through the airport last week. I saw Lexus having uh, on the commercial. It was a car drifting around the corner, and they were just promoting it. But it's everywhere, and if you open your eyes and look for it, you see it. Yeah, yeah. Once you once you focus on, it, you'll attract it a lot more. <laughs> Most definitely. Like uh, you speaking of just people that are doing stunts. I remember. I had, we had we had Susan on. She jumped on an episode. I don't know if you listened to the episode or not, but she had, she was telling us a movie that she did. I forgot exactly. I'm so mad I can't think of it at the time. But she jumped on, and then she was telling us how she had to like learn how to like drift, like basically pull like a a nine uh, a ninety pull into like a parking spot with like a mini cooper. Mm-hmm. Like it was like the hardest. Like she had to learn that on the fly. Like the, the director was like, "Hey, could you you know." can you do this? And he's like, I can try. I don't know. It was like front wheel drive or something like that, but she pulled it off. But like just the, just for her, she had to be on her, her P's and Q's. Like, it's not like every car is set up for every situation. Like, like that's an actual like skill. Like, cause every car is different. Every car has different horsepower, different setup, the whole mm-hmm. shebang. But like, damn, I'm, that's, that's, that's super insightful. Like I'm sure we could have like a series. Cause another thing um, that you reminded me of 
we're gonna have Rathena. Oh, that just reminded me. We're supposed to have Rathena on, and a lot of people ask her, and I don't know if you can add on to it from your perspective. Like, what should they start with um, in terms of like starting out to drift? Like, we've had Reese Marion. He's a he's a he's a drift instructor. Honestly, uh, I would say driftline.com. We actually just made the. It's available on the App Store now, but it is like when I started. So for uh, Desert, we have this thing. It's called Race Desert. So like if you want to know where local events are, you can find a local event. If you want to know recaps after an event, if you want to buy a trophy truck, you could go to Race Desert. And so when we first started, we're like, okay, where can I buy a drift car? Where do I get drift car parts? How do I know when my local events are? And so we started it. It's called Driftline. And if you go on the website, there is, um, we have classifieds listed on there. Anything from just grassroots cars all the way to Pro 1 cars. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, even like, we are, we have our BMW up on there for rent. Like, if you want to rent a car, there's a few other people on there who are willing to rent their car to you for the weekend. And you could just take it out to go drift. But just like, honestly, like, Driftline is the answer to that question and that's why we put it together do you guys do you guys have a lot of people that ask you as far as like those similar questions like they, they want to get involved and they actually they're always asking like the what do i need to know do you get that a lot yeah honestly i'm i mean at my last drift event i had a booth set up uh where we set up a driftline booth right next to our um pit and i just promote driftline every every person that walks by they ask me like I have so many people in my DMs like, okay, I'm, I'm this year's like, I'm this year old and I'm trying to get into drifting. Like, where do I start? And I'm like, honestly, if you don't have the money to afford an actual car and go out to all the events, buy a drift simulator. Drift simulator. My brother has over a thousand hours on the drift simulator, and there's so many things that you can learn from it. My old crew chief, he used to, he never drove a drift car before. He would drive the drift simulator. That's it. And we put him in a car, and he picked it up like that. Immediately. Yes. Wow. Mm, drift simulator right there. I think that would be definitely number one. And that, as, that just makes it even more doable for people that, like you said, that can't afford. So um, that's like, I think that'd be like the highlight of this whole thing because that's a big thing. People, people are, it's, it's crazy how many people, from the people that hit you up to the people that are afraid to hit you up or hit up Miss Manny or hit anyone up, it's staggering in terms of how many people that just don't say anything, mm-hmm. but they might listen to something like this and, you know, they might take that step and then you'll get that message or Miss Manny will get that message and be like, hey, like, I took the steps because I heard Amanda episode 84 and she kind of gave me the tools to kind of start out and thank you so much. And again, this is what this is about, creating this arsenal of information, education, and uh, level all levels of experience, intermediate, uh, beginner, expert, where people feel welcome and they're not shamed because there's so many people like you don't know how to do this. They, like it's just a, a big assumption train. Honestly, and it just... something that I used to deal with a lot is when I used to be on the garage every single day working on my UTV, like making sure it was ready. Just like even I would do my homework in the garage, and then when we transferred over to this whole drifting thing, like. I didn't know anything about cars. My brother used to, like, build, take apart, rebuild RC cars. So he knows everything there is to, like, basically a car chassis. And I'm just like, I don't know anything about it. And I would be like, hey, how do I do this? And they're like, you don't know how to do that. And it just, like, drove me out. And honestly, it kind of gave me motivation to know more. 
I ask questions when I'm out in the garage now. Like, sure, I might get the criticism from him, but my brother, my brother's my greatest enemy, but also my, like, at the end of the day, like, he is. Yeah, he's your, he's your best competitor. I remember you saying that. Yeah. Like, he's, like, the person that, like, you, you, you love him to death. However, like he's the person that like elevates you to go to that next level because like he's not gonna hold up on you. He's gonna he's not gonna let up. Like he once it once you competition, no matter what it is. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And everybody needs that in some shape or form, regardless if they have somebody in their family. And people need to find that person uh, virtually in person. And again, this is what this brings because somebody's gonna take you as their accountability partner. They might never even talk to you. They might they might just hear you. And this right here can like elevate their game just to just to see how serious you are because a lot of people are getting to this you know later into their career which is fine but like to see like your focus like to see what's possible at a young age and have that focus like it puts me it puts me in line like I'm 23 um uh, it puts me in line just for me to do my day-to-day because a lot of people waste time and they want to do things but they don't they don't take that will to kind of have the motivation exactly exactly uh, another thing I just thought of um, I don't know if you've done it or not, but just being so like how insightful and thorough you are and like um, and, and just just in drifting, which you should do um, if you have the opportunity just from like content standpoint, because I'm always encouraging more people to kind of do more video, just kind of unique things that aren't, aren't there yet is uh, you should narrate some of your some of your drift videos in terms of like what's going on how's it going this is good this is great that i don't necessarily i don't have, i have never seen that and i think you'd be like the perfect person to go ahead and be the person to kind of start explain narrating your videos yeah <laughs> say it again and explain like initially what's going on exactly that would literally be next level i don't know if that you ever thought about that before but that's like that's what i do like i'm always like i see the potential around all you ladies but that right there that'd be like a big strength and that would add so much value that's something maybe you could add to like driftline where you're just giving like the the basics of like what's happening uh at some of your events people would be super glued to that in terms of just from an insight and informative perspective that would be super dope yeah I'll think about it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Most definitely. Now, now, what do you, what do you, what's uh, what's on your uh, your goal list to kind of wrap this up for 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 the rest of twenty nineteen? What's your schedule? What's your uh, what's your uh, your travel your travel schedule look like as twenty nineteen? We hit. Th- we are about to hit that halfway mark. Um. Well, I mean, I my first round of FD was in Orlando, and then from there we went to uh, Atlanta for round two, and mm-hmm. then um. I was actually supposed to be in Virginia. I was supposed to leave this morning, but I decided to stay home because I have my finals on Friday, which I was so close you to graduate? skipping. Yeah, <laughs> I was so close to skipping my finals, but um, I decided to stay home. Yeah, and then um, so I'll be traveling to St. Louis hopefully here soon because we're planning on renting out the track before round three, and then uh. Following that, my last round of FD is in um, Dallas, Texas. And hopefully my goal is over the summer, my brother and I want to go to New Zealand to go drift with Mad Mike. Actually, uh, we just sold our old mod card to him for, um, what's his name? His son's name. I think it's only with like Max or something like that. But anyways, he um, invited us out to New Zealand to go drift with him and he has a super cool thing that he puts on 
he put on, I should say, it was called Red Bull Drift Shifters, which I feel like was, instead of being judge-based, it was all ran through a machine, which was super cool. But hopefully we'll be going to New Zealand to go drift with him over the summer. That's kind of a big thing I'm looking forward to. And I'd say goals for my future, other than wanting to be the first girl to win a Pro 2 competition and be the first girl in Pro 1. I also want to do Monster Jam, but I have to wait till I'm 18 to do that. So for the next two years. Do you know the problem? Do you know the process about that as far as, like, how people are cho- – is it, like, chosen or is it, like, skill level? Like, um, how people – So, it's actually an audition. You go uh, – I don't know where it's at, but you go to Monster Jam University is what they call it, and you go on audition there. And then if you make it, you go to Monster Jam University. That's what it's called, and it's – um they teach you how to do, like, as far as, like, run your social media, how to talk to fans, how to talk behind a camera, um – uh, they also teach you, like, basic things, like learning how to wheelie a monster truck or, like, do a backflip in it, stuff kind of like that. So, and then from there, you, they pick your series that you're going to be driving in, and you're kind of stuck on their schedule for the rest of that year. <laughs> and it's, like, a yearly thing? Yeah, throughout the season. Okay. Gotcha, gotcha. Awesome. And then lastly, um, I know I know you're, you're hyper-focused and um, – and, and what you're doing in, in terms of everything. But my last question for you, what would you, out of the, the ladies that you, you've, asso- you've associated, talked with, you, you look up to and learn from, who whose perspective would you be interested in most uh, in hearing from on the Miss Million podcast? Like, who's somebody that, like, you know, but, like, you might want to kind of get to know them, like, maybe a layer deeper in terms of maybe their, uh, their opinion or POV on, like, how they, like, operate that you've maybe uh, you've associated with or you've learned from that we've Honestly, talked about? Um, I would say Haley Deegan because I've known her from Mod Carts and I want to know how everything has changed as far as I remember her telling me she was going to go race NASCAR and her thoughts and opinions when she told me that she was going to. I want to know how she actually feels about racing NASCAR now and mm-hmm. how her opinions and point of view, I guess you could say, has changed. Most definitely. Yeah, I'll be definitely curious for that. I'm, one thing I really admire about her, because I, I remember when the year started in, I think it was beginning of 2018, which I think is really cool. And again, it's good. To, it's, it's great to showcase your lady's uh, ambition. Uh, she she wrote, she put her goals out on like Instagram, like she had a check mark of list mm-hmm. of things that she wanted to accomplish. And yeah, I think she hit she accomplished them. She thinks she accomplished every one. And <laughs> and that's what, again, if if. My, it, a reason why I highlight that it fires me up because I, I do the same. One of my goals in my life, uh, wherever I stay, I'm going to have walls of, of like driver, like my home, my permanent home, whenever that comes, is going to like, be like, like it's going to be in the, in the kitchen. It's going to be in the shower. I'm going to have dry erase board walls because like the ideas and goals that pop up in our minds, it comes at the most like, you know, t- the most awkward time when you're like pondering and you're supposed to be doing something else. Yeah. But to see you know I mean, how honestly like i come up with the most random things we were driving to utah once and i was like oh my gosh it'd be so cool if my brother and i did a drifting video like where we start drifting up the brian head because we were going up to brian head to go snowboarding if we go like drift up the brian head turn and then from there we like hop on our snowboards and snowboard on the mountain and then there's like an ice rink at the bottom and i could do like a little figure skating thing and brian could drift, drift around me like on the ice like and then we get on our dirt bikes like 
don't know, just random things like that. <laughs> all the time, all the time. And it's just, I, I have those same thoughts, especially with Miss Manuel. Like, I definitely, I definitely look forward to meeting you and more, not even now, just like just collaborating with you. Mm-hmm. It's just in terms of just showcasing your, your work ethic and your confidence and just your evolution. Because uh, I'm in Arizona and, you know, you're in Vegas. And when you're there, uh, like, I don't know, it's just the more collaboration we bring to the industry, the, the, the more this is like normalized. Because, again, I say this, I've said this a few times, but the more we, you know, make it a big deal. As far as ladies being in the industry, the more it'll be like casual where, I don't know, you got, you, I don't know, you got a drip. Have you Go seen the FIA uh, woman in motorsport thing that they're doing for the girls? From, no, I, I haven't. It's from eight or I think it's eight, eight to 18 they're doing. Um, I've actually been interested in it. They're basically taking just random girls, like anyone is welcome to register. And it's, I know it's overseas. But I think they're in Belgium, I think it was, this weekend. And they basically put them in full racing gear, like suit, shoes, helmet. They put them on the track, on a go-kart track. And they do different things with them. And the girls who place first and second and third, actually, um, they're, I don't remember. I read about it probably like three months ago. And I was interested in it because I wanted to go help out with it and stuff. But they're basically inspiring any, um, just any girl to be in the motorsports industry. They teach them, like, everything you need to know. Like, even being, like, the mechanics of a car, how to work on a car, like, stuff like that. Super cool thing that they're doing. What is it, what is it called? What, you know, like, the side or the name of it? Or? Um, FIA. Okay. W-I-M. F-I-W-I-N. Most definitely. Called, That's um, exciting. F-I-A Girls on Track. Dare to be different is what it is. Oh, it's That's... Berlin. So they're doing it in Berlin. It's uh, May 23rd through 25th. It's 8 to 18. Um... That's exciting. Like this is the, These are the things that go swept under the rug that most people just don't. I'm sure a lot of people want to take advantage of it, but they just don't know about because it's just, it's just not out there. And that's that's what we need to make make more known and more showcase because that stuff, a culture like that, will en- encourage way more females to be like, you know what? Why not? Like, I'll go ahead and go out there. But so many people are scared, and you know they they don't they don't want to be that first one. But once you create that environment where it's like, okay, there's there's so, five, I'll be the sixth versus the second. Yeah, you know? they're offering like it says um. STEM is a technology-based activity, and then communication. Slip into the role of a TV journalist and present in the front of a camera. Uh, action for road safety. The girls, the girls go through a course with various obstacles, and then are taught the dangers of a distraction. Interesting. Well, I'm glad you said that. Like again, for those who are listening, ladies, if you're listening, if you had any interest, like you've got. You got programs like a meet and greet with ambassadors who uh, give insight into the different exciting career opportunities in the sport. They give a tour of the pit lane, visiting the Formula E teams in their pits, meet and greet with some of the racers, look closely at a real Formula E racing car, and get background information, much more. So, yes, their uh, link is on their website if you go to FIA WIM on Instagram. Most definitely. Thank you for this insight. Again, people that are listening, like Miss Manual, it's all about authenticity. It's all about 
finding people that are doing what you say you can't. So many people, men or fe- male or female, say they can't do something. And we have Driftline. We have, you know, we have the what's it? What's the website again? Uh, One more time. It's Driftline. Yeah, Driftline, but the one in Berlin, the the, uh, the one for, oh, for F- female. Um, it's FIA Women in Motorsport. Yeah, we have FIA Women in Motorsport. We have the Drift Kitchen. We've got instructors like Reese Marion. Like the like, we it's just now just a collective effort to kind of make the decision. And if you're listening, this is what this is for. We, you got to kind of meet halfway. And I know there's so many of you that want to make that extra step, and I appreciate everybody that's made that effort to kind of reach out and make that decision to kind of figure it out. Because again, it's not about where you're at. It's all about where you're going and where you want to go, regardless if you're a beginner, intermediate uh, or advanced, we want to make it a welcoming environment where you can ask for help and you don't have to feel, you know, stupid and you got to use these tools available to you. And so Amanda, I want to go ahead and, well, I want to go ahead and thank you for taking the time to jump on here. But before I let you go, is there anything that's, that's been on your chest that you've wanted to, you know, you might you might want to let people know that's listening, the, the thousands that, you know, that, that listen in on a monthly basis that you wanted to kind of maybe uh, let everybody sit with before we let you go? Um, honestly, there's a quote that I, uh, let me see. Let me find it really quick. There's a quote that my mom told me, actually. And it's something, I don't, I can't um, think of the exact words, but it said, um, being or having self-confidence isn't walking into a room comparing yourself to others Mm. and knowing no having self-confidence isn't walking into a room knowing that you're better than everyone else it's walking into a room knowing that you don't have to compare yourself to others (laughs) that's powerful and why does that resonate with you just from your personal pov your own words Honestly, because everyone's awesome in their own way. Like, and there's so many girls that I know that just can bring themselves down. And the way that we, the generation that we live in and the society we live in is all through social media. And the social media life that everyone thinks that they want to live isn't the life that you should, that isn't the life that we should be putting out for people to be wanting to live. It should be, okay, not everyone has that perfect fit body. Like, you have to understand that's just the picture. Like, you don't know what they do on their side times. You don't know what it looks like when they sit down. Like, you know what I'm saying? Just stuff like that. And everyone is unique in their own ways and awesome in their own ways, too. Like, 100%. And this is why I'm so glad you reached out and you're like, yo, I want to get on again. Like, it, it, may, it means the word for you to kind of come back on because your mentality, number one, number two, just at the at the age that you're at, it's super powerful. Like, literally, like, your, your mindset is like, – a razor sharp knife that a lot of people, a lot of people have a dull side of like this part to kind of have that bulletproof mentality. It's not perfect. Obviously we're human. We have our up and down days, but like, this is what the mindset you have is what people need to kind of get where they want to be. Because a lot of, a lot of mental things hold people back from going to that next level or they think it's hard or they think it's impossible or realistically it's as easy as having a, a, a paradigm shift, a, a mindset shift. So mm-hmm. man, man, you're amazing. You're awesome. I love, I'm loving your mindset. I'm loving your vibes. I'm lo- I just appreciate you, you know, for being on this ride in terms of Miss Manu and kind of help, help shaping this community because a lot's happened since uh, you've gotten on in terms of what this stands for and what this all means. And I definitely feel like your mentality represents a lot of what, what we represent. Yep.
most, most definitely. And so for those who are listening, uh, if you guys like what you heard, I say it every single time. Share. Don't be selfish. Share. Don't just share it with yourself. Share it with somebody you feel like can can give a new perspective, a new insight, and inspire. Most importantly, on the female's perspective in the automotive, motorsport, or blue collar industry. Because in 2019, years to come, the world will know Miss Manual.